Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. Right now, I'm sitting directly across from Katie in the band Astra. Hi. I heard that you're a little bit drugged up right now. <laughs> I'm on some daytime cold medication, but I feel pretty normal for the most part. I'm a little bit sick, <laughs> but otherwise, it's, it's good. That's not exciting. I'm hoping to trick you into revealing something that you wouldn't reveal to any other interviewer. Maybe if you combined the daytime cold medication with a few other different substances, but otherwise, I think I'm going to be you know, pretty, pretty with it. <laughs> Let me check to see what I have in my bag. <laughs> okay. Hi, my name's Katie. I'm in a band called Austra, and you're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood.
my name is Katie. I'm from the band Austra, and you're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood. All right. Welcome back to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. All right. Right now, we are backstage in the green room at the Commodore Ballroom. You're going to be hearing a lot of people going in and out of this room. It's because they're setting up for the show. You just heard the song Home. That's by Austra off their latest record, Olympia. I have Katie from the band here with me. I'd love it if you could talk a bit about that track. I guess Home was one of the first songs that I wrote for the album. And it's an interesting song because normally when I write music, it it's kind of always ends up being an afterthought. Like you write it after you've experienced something or after you've experienced some sort of anger or sadness and you kind of write about those experiences. But Home was written in the moment of feeling like really pissed off. <laughs> and so it's it's interesting to play that song because I kind of like relive those sentiments every time I sing it. You have such a beautiful opera trained voice. What's one part of that training that you have to ignore to make music as Ostra? I mean, I feel like I'm so far from my opera training. I mean, I haven't actually studied it in like 10 years at this point. When I was first transitioning from singing classical music to singing in bands, I found it really difficult um just kind of like finding the range or like finding my voice essentially that that would be my own. But now I feel pretty comfortable with it. You know, I just think for me, the luckiest thing or like what I've learned that's most valuable from singing opera is just like knowing how to breathe. And it's kind of the same breathing as like yoga or what a lot of people who do sports do. It's just kind of like a generic, like knowing how to take a really deep breath. Ostra started as your bedroom project, but it's blossomed into a collaboration on the second record, Olympia. Collaborations can lead to unexpected rewards and challenges. So I'd love to get you to talk about one of both. Well, this album was, we definitely, I wanted it to be a collaborative record. I wanted it to sound like a group effort, a collaboration between different people. I mean, I had spent so much time making solo music. I kind of wanted to experience, you know, working with others. And so well, while making this album, we literally just, like, all the doors were open. Like, everybody, we were touring as a six-piece at the time, and we kind of just let the doors open for everybody in the band to kind of contribute and put forth ideas. And, you know, like I said, it, it, it created the song Hurt Me Now collaboration, which wouldn't have existed if we hadn't started working together. But, you know, then there's also the fine balance of everybody kind of, like, wants to have their input as opposed to, for, like, for their own ego as opposed to for the sake of the music and so you kind of have to deal with that relationship which can get really complicated like there's definitely some parts on the album that I listened to that I never would have like written myself but I kind of just like left on the album because you know some it was somebody's idea and it deserved to be there and I, I don't regret that it's just you know the album sounds different than the first album and it's because you know there's other people in, involved Hi, my name's Katie. I'm in a band called Austra, and you're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood. You could 
Hi, my name is Katie. I'm from the band Austra, and you're listening to the interview show with Scott Wood. Welcome back to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Painful Like. That's off the second record by Austra. I've got Katie from the band here with me. I'd love it if you could talk a bit about this track. Painful Like is a track that I kind of imagined being recorded in a trash pile. Like we literally recorded it by putting microphones into like metal tubes and recording the drums through these metal tubes so they kind of sounded like they were in this rickety essentially a garbage pile and so it has this just really kind of organic messy feel to it which was what we were going for lyrically the, the lyrics were written by Sari who was one of the backup singers in our band and she kind of made the song based around the idea of growing up gay or different in a small town and kind of those experiences you grew up gay in Toronto, a big city. Well, for me, it's more about relating to people that I've met along the way. Like, I don't particularly have those that experience of growing up gay in a small town. You know, I feel fortunate that I happened to grow up in a huge metropolitan where I didn't realize homophobia existed until I turned, like, 19. But, yeah, I've met a lot of people and a lot of people that are very close to me that have had very different experiences. I read on your website that you took the band to a bathhouse, so I'd love you to talk about that experience. Yeah, we took the band, our first tour as a six-piece in Europe. We were in Munich, and we went to a co-ed bathhouse, and it's like a really old-school Turkish bathhouse where it's it's co-ed men and women are completely nude. And so that was sort of like the first week that we were getting to know each other on the road. We just kind of bared our naked selves. <laughs> and from then on, you know, I think our comfort level just became, um, and we became much more comfortable <laughs> around each other. So should all bands use this tactic as a team builder? Yeah, why not? I think so. I mean, I guess probably if you're like all dudes or all women, you probably would do it more. But being a co-ed band, you know, there's like a little bit of mystery. And so like being boys and girls that were just kind of bearing all, it did kind of like sort of put us all on the same level in a way. I would love to get you to talk about writing lyrics. You've gone on record saying that for Feel It Break, to Olympia, you've gotten increasingly personal. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I used to just not care at all about lyrics. Um, the, I released a solo record years and years ago called Join Us, and there's like literally gibberish on a lot of the songs. Like, there's just no lyrics at all. They were just of no importance to me. Feel a break, like the lyrics didn't necessarily make sense, but I at least tried to have like real words everywhere. I have to say, whenever I read you or hear you say that, I'm like, really? You write songs and the lyrics don't matter? Well, yeah. I mean, pretty much. I mean, I kind of, I feel like I'm a very subconscious lyricist. Like, the only way I really write lyrics is through demoing. When I demo vocals, I just kind of say whatever. And whatever I say kind of happens to make some sense. And then it's just a matter of taking those words and shaping them into something that means something. So now that you're performing songs for an audience that have a more personal meaning. Can you talk about, as a performer, what that means to you or how that how that feels, I guess? Well, I think my desire to write songs that were about real things, personal things, and had more of a narrative really comes from um, gaining so much experience as a performer. You know, like we toured Feel a Break for over two years. I don't even know how many shows we played, like well over 300 shows and I think I just kind of felt the desire to connect with the audience in a different way 
I've, I've performed cover songs in the past, like Joni Mitchell songs or Carole King songs, Roy Orbison. These songs where the lyrics and the songs are so intertwined. And I really like that relationship. And I really like, as a performer, being able to kind of communicate in that way. And so I wanted to be able to do that with my own songs. Hi, my name's Katie. I'm in a band called Austra, and you're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood.
Hi, my name is Katie. I'm from the band Austra, and you're listening to the interview show with Scott Wood. Welcome back to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard "Lose It." That's off Austra's first record, "Feel It Break." I've got Katie here with me. I'd love it if you could talk a bit about this one. Wow, Olymp- I mean, I haven't talked about the song "Lose It" in a long time. Yeah, I wrote that song so long ago, but it's interesting because I feel like it's also still kind of like the most relevant Austria song at all our shows. It's the the song that people recognize the most, and I guess that kind of represents our band the most. Um, we've started performing it in a really different way, like with really different production. I feel like because it's so old on the album, the production is, in my opinion, like pretty juvenile. So I'd love to release it again one day and sort of perform it as we've been doing it live. You said about Lose It that this song is the most difficult song to sing while sick. Oh, oh yeah, it's definitely. I mean, it's just the range. It's it's so high and just the vowels, you know, singing like Lose You, it's really not an easy vowel to sing. I'm a little bit sick right now, so I think performing it tonight will be interesting. But luckily, we have a really good sound engineer who knows how to turn up the reverb where necessary. So being on tour a lot means that you're sick a lot. What's a survival tactic for your voice? You know, I've actually been really good at not getting sick this time around. I used to get sick like literally once a month on the road. It's really just, it's about getting sleep. Like as soon as I don't, I I don't get sleep for a few days, my immune system just falls and then it happens. But I'm pretty good at faking it, I think. Like most of the time I've been, I've been, I've played shows where I literally cannot even utter a sentence and I've gotten away with it. So I think, you know, it's, it's probably really bad for my voice to do that. I just kind of like push it to the ultimate limits, but I've never canceled the show from being sick. And I will thank you for your fans. <laughs> well, yeah, sometimes I wonder, I'm like, is it better to cancel the show and come back and play in good health? Or is it better to just play kind of a, an, a not so good show? But, you know, maybe it doesn't mean it's not so good just because my voice isn't there. It doesn't mean the show isn't good. So you never know. <laughs> You've said that you're addicted to life on the road. So what's a tip you'd offer a band who do not feel that way? You just got to keep on doing it. You have to make yourself addicted to it. <laughs> like if you do it enough, you just have to do it enough that being at home feels more uncomfortable than, than constantly moving. Like I, I've, I'm, more, I'm most comfortable living out of my suitcase. When I have my whole closet at home, I feel overwhelmed. So when you're living life out of a suitcase... How do you find time for those personal relationships that yield such awesome songs? Well, my girlfriend tours with us, actually. She's our sound engineer, so that helps. I'm in a lucky position at the moment. That does sound very, very lucky. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, we're trying to work it out so that all of our girlfriends and boyfriends can somehow come on the road with us. We've been, like, hiring them for various jobs for a long time. That sounds like an excellent tactic. I hope you guys are successful. <laughs> yeah, we've been pretty successful so far. So there's been a lot of talk recently about women being sexualized in music. What do you, as a queer identifying woman, have to say about it? You know, I have I have a lot of different opinions, a lot of different perspectives on it. I mean, I, I suppose like there's one argument of like how a woman should present herself and what's acceptable. And I mean, my perspective on that is essentially, you know, a woman can present herself however she wants. You know, if she wants to present herself in a very, like, obviously sexual way, it's her choice. And and every single person is allowed to kind of engage with the world sexually however they want. And, you know, nobody should really be judged for that. When you're talking about how other people sexualize women in the industry, I think that I think that, that can be difficult. You know, it, it's, it's, it's frustrating that you know, women are 
seen as sex objects more than anything else whether or not they choose to present themselves like that or not ultimately they're going to be seen as a sex object and you know you just have to work really really hard to extra hard I think to kind of have people recognize you for your music more than anything else or even more so to actually respect you for your music more than anything else I think you have to be you have to really go the next level (laughs) At the end of the show, I get the guest to pick one of her own tracks and talk a bit about that track as I bring it up. So it's your choice. What would you like to play, Katie? Um, I would like to play Hurt Me Now, which is the last song from the Olympia LP. Now, why would you like me to play this track? It's my favorite track on the record. Um, Personally, I think it should have been a single, but the label was scared because it's a slower track. But everybody who listens to the record, their first impression is always that one song, Hurt Me Now. So we made a video for it, actually, and it'll come out in a few months. But I hope that it becomes the track that people remember from this album. Ostra, Katie, thank you very much for being on my show. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Hi, my name's Katie. I'm in a band called Austra, and you're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood. (laughs) 